Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel. You're on 3CR. That's 855 on your AM dial. We're also streaming and you can also get this program on podcast later on in the week if you miss out. I mean, if I'm talking to you now, of course, of course you're not missing out, but uh, you could miss out and uh, you would be missing out on lovely tidbits about uh, things that are happening in the Australian film and television industry uh, from uh, your point of view as an audience, but also from the point of view of people who are actually making the product. Now, today we're going to be talking to a person who has, who's actually part of a local uh, Melbourne uh, production house called Running Panda Bear Productions, and uh, they've uh, created a web series which is uh, being, uh, you know, uh, been told that it uh, has been accepted at uh, the Toronto Web Series Festival, which is coming up, and uh, it gives us the opportunity to actually ask uh, Jessica. Pierce, who's the uh, production uh, maker, production um, person at uh, Running Panda Films, about the whole thing of uh, making a web series and what it means to filmmakers to have this new and different platform for their product, what it means in for making the product, and also ha- what it means in promoting their product because of course the web uh, the web is a big place so uh, how do you get people to know that uh, actually things are happening Hi I'm David Bradbury, activist filmmaker and proud of it and anytime I'm in Melbourne I love to do an interview with 3CR and uh, bring you folk up to speed with what I'm doing in different parts of the globe or in, in my own, own turf in Australia it's really important that we have community radio and that you support it and you get out behind 3CR and the events that they promote and to keep you informed against the uh, mainstream media that wants us to keep our eyes shut and to go back to bed. Now, you might already be watching most of the uh, film stuff that you like on your computer. That might be your preferred way of watching. You might have uh, given up 
the old free-to-air TV and the broadcast mediums and you might have decided that this is the best way to actually key in to series that you're interested in. But actually, as it's the statistics that are out there at the moment are showing that people in the older age groups are maintaining their TV watching and in fact you know people still do watch the TV the broadcast medium and of course what that means is that uh, the channel that uh, you're keying into uh, is choosing what you're going to be seeing and in which order uh, the most obvious thing that's happened for people who miss out on watching the program that they like to watch at a particular time on a particular night is not just that they're repeating them across their programs, which is a novelty, that's new, uh, but uh, they've also got uh, on-demand watching, which is, of course, a platform on uh, on the web. It's a, an obvious thing to do. But what is actually happening in the uh, film and television world right across the world is a major shake-up with the uh, technology. Uh, it uh, is changing the way people are making their products, what they're making for the size of it, uh, the uh, method by which people are getting their uh, stuff to watch is in a much more intimate way on the computer at home. And so it's actually having an effect on what's being made and how it's being brought to the audiences. Anyway, I thought this gave us a great opportunity to find out about a thing called Waiting on Sound, which is a five-part little little pieces, part of a comedy. It's almost... uh, uh, Mr Bean-esque, I'll have to say. It's very funny. You yourself can go online and go to YouTube and key in Waiting on Sound and you'll be able to watch these incredibly funny little pieces, tidbits that have been now going to go to Toronto to uh, be a part of the web series festival, which is coming up later in the year. So we'll, let's have a chat with Jessica Pierce. I did. I had a chat with Jessica to find out more about how and why they made it. You might remember Je- Jessica Pierce. We spoke to Jessica a while ago on Show Real as part of the 48-hour festival where they did very well indeed. So uh, it's quite clear that these are up-and-coming uh, people. They're running Panda Films Production House in Melbourne. They're the, the way of the future. So Jessica Pierce. We're here with uh, Jessica Pierce from Running Panda Films. You're a Melbourne-based production company, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And uh, the reason why you're in here is because you've uh, created a series of five uh, little comedy pieces called Waiting on Sound. Yeah. Yes, Waiting on Sound. And uh, if uh, anybody's had anything to do with uh, production of film, you will know how funny that is. Can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? Well, a friend of mine, Samuel Galloway, who I'd worked with on a few different things, had uh, written a one-off script and uh, it was uh, just the first episode. Uh, He brought that to me and said, you know, do you want to do something with this? And I put it out there and floated it with a few people and we had some great interest in it, but in more of a series format. 
So we sat down together and stretched it out and, uh, you know, we had so much material to work with. Uh, in the film industry you meet so many interesting people and then you have a bit of fun with that and play on those characters and uh, that's how we ended up with what we have. And the Sam himself used to be a sound recordist. So he had a bit of experience in in what it takes. For people who uh, don't realise, and uh, they can actually go to the uh, YouTube and uh, key in for your uh, series, uh, uh, Waiting on Sound, it actually focuses on filmmakers and uh, the give give them a little bit of an idea of the type of comedy that we're talking about. So Waiting on Sound is it's a five part series and it follows uh, one boom operator on the last day of a film set. And the, the boom operator is holds the microphone that goes across the set and captures the sound from the actors and whatever's going on. So it, it follows all the different people that he comes across in the crew and the obstacles he has to uh, overcome in that last day of filming. Not just practical, but emotional as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and this is part of the comedy of the whole thing. Because each of these episodes are actually quite small, you had to work... Uh, within those limits. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that you were dealing with there? Well, I believe just because it was focusing on the boom operator, we really, um, it was a bit of a tricky balance to want to expand that and encompass more of the different characters and crew, but um, we decided to stick within that small department and that focus of it. Uh, But I think as well as online is people do have a short attention span. You know, there's so much capturing their attention when they're online. They're flicking between Facebook and YouTube and work. And so, uh, yeah, we definitely wanted to stick to that small couple of minutes, you know, really get to that uh, that joke in the first two, three minutes and, you know, have a good laugh. No, that's really interesting because it uh, it is reminiscent, I'll have to say, of some of the very early silent film uh, little uh, pastiches, you know, little comedy numbers that Charlie Chaplin would have done or something like that. And that was probably uh, not just because people were into skits, but, uh, which would have been reminiscent of uh, musical, but because the length of film was only a certain amount of time for each role of film. But in your case, you've got huge amounts of uh, leeway in terms of time because of digital technology, Mm -hmm. but now it's about audience, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, it also is character-based as well. So we wanted to amplify the fact that, you know, the sound department, they listen. So we wanted it to well and truly be that he he just takes all this information in and is a bit of that... uh, passive character in some ways of just watching what's happening around him and trying interacting with that um so and the actor who plays the boom operator ben mcnamara is fantastic at that um he's very very expressive and so he just captured it perfectly and he has i think three lines across the whole series and he's the lead character yeah i know it's fabulous and it's a bit like i don't know if you know uh the character foo there used to be this cartoon character called foo that people used to draw on walls with a big, <laughs> just eyes and a nose. Oh, okay. And it would go, Fu was here. He, he's <laughs> actually really like Fu. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so there's all these different elements that keep coming up, that uh, cultural elements which uh, play into this lovely, uh, very amusing, uh, small, uh, episodic uh, five series. And uh, it's a web series. Now, tell us about that. Tell us about web series. Well, web series is just such a different beast in itself. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, 
it's quite nice to be able to, I guess, make something and just have it out there straight away. Um, there's such a process with a lot of other filmmaking and the distribution and the release. And, you know, there is something quite freeing with online media that you can just create it and get it out there and find your audience. Um, but again, putting it out on the internet, there's so much out there. So it's, it's a different again and having to really find your audience yourself and market it to that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. You are doing this in collaboration with Film Inc., the uh, uh, industry film paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that come about? So I approached Film Inc. and said that we were looking to do a web series and would they like to be a part of that promotion of it? And they were really excited about it. Uh, they were incredibly supportive and loved the idea of it and wanted to be involved in supporting you know, new media and new talent. What sort of support does it, are they able to give you? Well, they uh, put it on their website, which obviously automatically reached the audience that we knew was going to be interested in the web series. So it definitely was a series made by filmmakers for filmmakers, a lot of the in-jokes, as much as it still had the broader comedy there. Uh, so they put it on the website and they also pushed it out there to their um, network of people on social media as well. And we also partnered with Road. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. So again, Road was the people I approached initially and uh, took them the one episode and they said we'd be interested if they were to be more, if we were to um, partner with something like this and the audience. So that's where Film Inc. came in. They gave us an audience that we could guarantee would see it. Um, and then Road jumped on board and supported us in that way as well. So tell us about Rode. Well, Rode is a, a sound equipment company. Um, so they are really, really supportive of the industry as well. They have their own competitions and, um, you know, we're really fortunate in donating us some gear as well. And, um, yeah, so they have a really great social media reach and a lot of online content is very much tied in with social media um, and being able to reach people that way. So to have access to that audience was very much key. Yeah, yeah. And so did you, have you got a large audience? Yeah, definitely. We've had a, a surprising audience and it's been steady. Um, we've uh, had thousands of views or just even our teaser trailer and then onto the actual video themselves. And it's international. It had a surprising response of uh, a lot of Asia loving it and responding to it and um, just, yeah, those sort of things we weren't expecting. And you're on 3CR with Annie on Showreel, and we're talking to Jessica Pierce from uh, Running Panda Films about her series, her web series called Waiting on Sound. But before we go on with our little chat with Jessica, I want to offer you the uh, chance of a double pass to the uh, screening of Spear. You may not know about this, or you may. It's a landmark new Australian film, Spear, and it's going to be showing at a Gasworks Theatre this Saturday night. It was scheduled for the 18th, but you might have uh, been aware of the weather events we've been getting in Melbourne. So they've rescheduled it because it's an outside event. It's going to be on Saturday this Saturday, okay? So if you want to go and see this uh, Bangara Dance Theatre, uh, production, Spear. Uh, it's being hailed, hailed as a landmark in Australian cinema. It's uh, got, uh, it follows Jolly, who's Hunter Page Lockhart, a young Aboriginal man who sets off on a journey to understand the realities of maintaining culture in the modern world. It's the first feature for, uh, for, uh, Stephen Page. It's uh, going to be out in Under the Stars at uh, the Gas 
Works Theatre, which is 21 Graham Street, Albert Park. It starts at uh, 7.30, or the doors open at 7.30pm, and it uh, the film starts at 8pm. Uh, the prices, full, full $20, concession $18, members 15 uh, if you want to know more about it, you can go online to Gasworks Theatre and uh, you'll be able to uh, find out Backyard Cinema. Backyard Cinema. So if you want a double pass to go and see it, ring up after the show, 94198377, and uh, I'll take down your name and number and uh, put you on the door. But now we're going to move on to our second part of our little conversation with Jessica Pierce. Now, obviously, it costs you money to make. I mean, there's quite a few actors, actually. Mm. And this is for people who don't know very much about actually how films made. Mm. This is quite a great way of showing people how the magic of film is actually hands-on and uh, requires quite a few people to be involved. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, Mm. so not only would it have been fun for people who were actually practitioners of the art of film, to be involved in such a skit. Uh, I mean, you could probably have almost uh, got them to do it uh, just because they wanted to be in the skit. But uh, quite clearly uh, it takes money to make something like this, even if it's not the same level of money that's Mm. required for making a major feature or something of that Mm. nature. So uh, is there other methods of return by doing it like this? There's multiple ways you can do it. Uh, I mean, you can look at going into distribution on different levels. There are so many platforms out there that you can access and uh, reach out straight to them through yep. with your web series. So tell me, tell me about them. What are you talking about? Uh, so there's a def- there's a range of them. Uh, so you've got your uh, ABC and SBS online platforms. Um, Will they pay you for using you, your you, material? You can, yeah. You can submit for acquisition. So they purchase the rights for those. Um, you've got in-flight video media, uh, some of the uh, streaming channels now like Stan and Presto and Netflix are starting to look at that sort of content. So there's a range of ways of which you can do it. Definitely. Oh, right. And they'll yeah. they'll pay you to for your piece, your cute little pieces. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, with it, it's um, something, it's easier if you've already done it and then you submit it um, versus coming submitting the idea and then oh, wanting them to purchase and make it. So having something physical and done, it does mean, you know, a bit more risk in the beginning of I outlaying mean, it. There are some places like Amazon and YouTube itself that are now saying that they're going to pay for content, mm. uh, which is quite an interesting development. But in the past, they've more acted more like libraries, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. But it's such a changing platform with what's going on at the moment and there's so much amazing content online and a lot of people are starting online and then getting picked up from there. A perfect example is uh, Broad City, the American show. They started out as a YouTube channel and I think Amy Poehler saw them and loved it, grabbed them, and now they've got their own show. So obviously that's the dream. (laughs) We'd all love for that to happen. But, you know, people are looking to online for what's out there. Well, it's interesting because there is a a sort of almost Godzilla battle going on at the moment regarding the types of platforms that are being given the respect of the audience, right? Uh, So statistics are now in showing that uh, uh, the amount of people that are uh, watching broadcast media is reducing, 
mm-hmm. and uh, the amount of people, households that are mainly uh, online viewers are, are increasing, steadily increasing. Mm. Um, and that may have something to do with age groups as well. But of course, uh, and you know, the statistics that uh, households with older people are more, are more watch, uh, still watch TV mm. as opposed to ones who uh, will find their uh, viewing pleasure in other ways. And this is obviously uh, reflects the increase in the amount of people who are buying into Netflix and Stan. And also the uh, that um, the mainstream television fare is becoming treacherously boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's... Uh, I mean, there's quite an awful... Uh, and there are some things that are quite amazing on it, so like Vikings or something like that. Mm. But it is incredible that there are channels that are devoted to English programs that were being shown 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, like Midsummer Murders. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not terrible programs. No, no. It's just that the idea that a people haven't already seen them seems extraordinary. Yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, as you mentioned, if it's the older demographic that are tuning into the standard broadcast television, then I suppose that's where their programming would lean on that. But I definitely agree that uh, things like Netflix and Stan, all those on-demand streaming services are definitely changing the landscape. Yeah, they're going to become more common. I mean, uh, you won't remember this, but in in the past, people didn't really understand uh, the... um, addressing system that was being used for uh, looking for things on the internet. Mm. That was a novelty. Yeah. And then it became the norm. Mm. We're just watching something become the norm. Yeah. Right? And you're part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's interesting to see, especially going from working in, you know, standard narrative feature and short film into something like web series and online content. It's very interesting to see how different that is. How different? Tell me. Tell me about that difference for a person who's actually producing material. Well, the standard platform of, um, I said, sorry, process, I should say, of creating the content is very similar. Um, still applies quite clearly yeah but the the release and the way in which you release it and how much more engaging and personal it is um, with people online they like to hear a voice behind it and an actual person and rather than that step back distribution and marketing of you know a f- general feature film that we see um, so it's more like trout fishing I luring, yeah. luring. <laughs> put it, put the shiny bright thing there and get luring them in. Yeah, definitely, and like just I guess seeing people behind it. Yeah, yeah. right. That's really interesting. Yeah. And that's uh, we're, that's our conversation with uh, Jessica Pierce, who has been part of uh, the team that's made a, a film, uh, a, a web series called uh, Waiting on Sound. Uh, Jessica is part of uh, Running Panda Films. Uh, we do have a little bit more time to play a little bit more of that uh, conversation, but before oh, we do, I'll remind you that uh, there is a double pass to Spear for this Saturday night at... Uh, the Gasworks Theatre Backyard Cinema going. It's uh, The Backyard Cinema is on 21 Graham Street, Albert Park. It's at the Gasworks Theatre, just up from the sea down there. The doors open at 7.30pm. The film starts at 8pm. It was scheduled to be on 
uh, earlier in the month, 18th of March, but the weather event stopped it. If you're interested in a double pass to that screening, then you can give us a call on 94198377 after the program and uh, the double pass may be yours. Let's move on with the last part of our conversation with Jessica Pierce. We might be able to hear it all, but uh, we might clip it at the end if we have to hurry up for published or not. Now, your particular series has been picked up for uh, a Web Awards in Toronto. Yeah, so we've been officially selected for Toronto Web Fest. Uh, We haven't been notified if we've made any categories for awards yet, but that'll be coming out later on in the year. So, Mm. But uh, yeah, we've been picked up to be screened in Canada. Great. Now, does that mean that they're going to have a big event or does it mean that it's going to be an online event? Uh, They do. They have an actual event in Toronto. Mm. Now, so that's an interesting thing to me because it's quite clear that uh, people still like to have a party. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we filmmakers, we do like to get together and celebrate. So, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> and so they'll um, have little statuettes or plastic things that you give to you if you win something. Yeah, they, yep, they have awards that they give out if you win in your category. And are you guys going to go? I'd love to. <laughs> I'd absolutely love It'd to. It'd be nice to go to that city anyway. Yeah, definitely. Well, hoping we can make it over. I mean, we've got a very busy year ahead of us, but um, if we can, we will. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of those web, web series awards, uh, does that mean that uh, this kind of festival is going to be happening around the world or is that uh, purely Toronto's decided to do it? Or So it's a new type of festival, that's what I'm getting at. Well, yeah, uh, the web series has been happening for the last few years. So uh, very popular festivals and mainstream festivals now have web series sections of their festivals, web fests. And, uh, yeah, so it's something that happens all over the world. Um, there are just certain ones that were, I guess, the top-tier festivals as such that require premier status. And so we went for those first and we were very fortunate to get into Toronto, which was one of them. So when they uh, do the – because your pieces are very uh, – are five – or you know, no, none of them are actually for over five minutes. Mm. Um, and uh, does when they actually uh, show – are they going to be a bit like, um, I mean, I talked to the people from TED who have this thing on it's in, at uh, Sydney Opera House mm-hmm. and they've got this little thing going where they get people to put in uh, pieces that are about the same length, mm-hmm. right, about some key theme, right? Yeah. And they're intending, they had in mind, it's quite clear that having these kinds of uh, small pieces was going to gloss up the the event that they have at the Sydney Opera House, you know, that there's going to have sort of a film content running in the background, mm-hmm. right? So it gives depth yeah. to the event. And then they made it into a prize. <laughs> That's how I read it. Yeah. Um, I would have thought of it like that if I was running an event, yeah. right? Now, Obviously, this web fest is uh, focusing on the actual pieces, but how are they going to present the pieces? Are they going to have a big screen and show bits and pieces? I mean, yours is a series. Yeah, so you submit a particular episode of your series. So uh, we ended up going with episode three. 
um, which is our one of our strongest and favourites, which is um, – I don't want to give too much away if you haven't no, seen no, it. No, no, you, you really do have to go on uh, yeah. uh, online and, and watch these. They're so amusing. Yeah, so we ended up submitting that one. So that'll be the one that will be screened. Right, okay. So yeah. they are really keyed in on the actual product that's being made. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that are most of the, th- of the things that uh, you've seen on the web like this, are they series or uh, do – do people create something bigger? Is that really true that the audience on the web are not going to sit back on their bed and eat their crunchies while they're watching a long thing? Well, there are some series that are longer. Um, for, for what we had, we decided that shorter was better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are definitely contents uh, online. But they're not going to go for feature bit. films. No, online, no, I don't think it's um, the platform for feature films is purely online. I think there's a lot more available rather than just putting all that effort in and then releasing it online. And we'll leave it there, I think. And uh, coming up next is Published or Not, you're on 3CR. Uh, this is uh, Showreel signing off. We're going to go out with the Celestial Railway, Van Walker. One, two, three, four, five... You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.